you say amen, everyone? Hallelujah. Well, if you can remember this uh, year, uh, the theme is unstoppable. Look at somebody and tell them unstoppable. Say it like you have a bit of faith this morning. Say it like you're a- awake this morning. Unstoppable. And this month, the month of May, is unstoppable power. And we're praying that God's unstoppable power would be made manifest in every area of your life. The prophet Zechariah said, not by my might, nor by my power, but by God's power. Amen. By God's power. Can you say amen? And so two weeks ago, I started this uh, sermon, Unstoppable Power, Good to Go. And this is now part two. And you can follow with us on the church app. The sermon outline is there for you. We want you to be blessed. We want you to be able to go back, look at the word, rehearse the scriptures, look at the slides. A lot of those slides are just really uh, good truth, good information. We have a lot of scriptures that we give you as well. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So let's look at, at Colossians 1 and verse 11. And I Gave it to you from the Woost translation, not the worst translation, but the Woost or the Woost or whatever, however you want to say it. German, it's German. And this is Paul's prayer. He's praying for the people in, 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 in the church in Colossians. But this prayer is for every one of you. All right, look at somebody and tell them this prayer is for you. Amen. And he says that... Uh, Every enabling power, he's praying that every one of us would experience God's enabling, every enabling power, not just one kind of a power, but every enabling power. And he says, I'm not just praying once a week or Christmas time and Easter time. He's saying, I'm wanting for you to be constantly strengthened by every enabling power. Can you say amen? And so two weeks ago, I said that God, of course, is all power. He's all might. He's all strength. And then I gave you a slide two weeks ago that went something like this. There is and can be no greater power than the power of God. Can you say amen? How many of you believe God's power is greater than solar power? You think it's, it's greater than electromagnetic power, God's power? How about nuclear power? I don't know, Pastor John, nuclear power. There's a lot of power there. But God's power is even greater than nuclear power. Hallelujah. And then I ended last week as we looked at through that power. He said, when you get this power, every enabling power that constantly strengthens us out of that power, we have endurance, we have patience, we have joy. I got my joy. You got to get your own joy. All right. And then he talks about having a a heart that's full of gratitude, a grateful heart. And he says also the ability to know how to inherit. Amen. As believers, we have an inheritance. Can you say amen? So we're going to look at Colossians 1 verse 11 and 12. And this time, We're going to look at it in the New Living Translation. Again, Paul is saying, we also pray that you, who? You. Say me. Paul's praying for me. Say, Paul's praying for me. 
All right. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance. How much endurance does he pray? All the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. Amen. So, Father, I thank you that you bless your word today. As your word comes to us right now, that it doesn't come in the Greek or the Aramaic. It doesn't even come in the English language, although it does. But I thank you for the ability to hear what it is that your spirit is saying to each and every one of us, even right there in the homes, Lord. We're praying that your word is able to go through that lens and into the screen at home and into the living area, the lounges, the kitchens, the bedrooms, wherever people might find themselves, whether they are here in Durban, somewhere in South Africa, somewhere in this whole wide world, I thank you that your word will find them and locate the greatest need in their lives today. That whatever is missing and lacking, I thank you that your word has the ability to bring with it, to produce. Your word enables us. Your word is able to do what no other word can do. And we open up our hearts. Would you lift your hands up just a little bit right now there at home? Come on. Let's surrender to the Holy Spirit. I feel His presence that's just dripping down on us like dew. I feel heaven coming down onto the earth and onto people right now. They're at home, whatever that problem is. Let's just move that to the one side. Let's take a hold of every distraction, everything that would sidetrack us, everything that would cause us to miss what it is that God has for us. We bring every thought into captivity and declare today that our minds are open, our hearts are receptive, ready to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can you say praise the Lord? So I want to talk to you this morning about endurance. We're going to look at that one part, endurance. He says that... Uh, uh, that you get all this power, unstoppable power, that number one, we have the ability to endure. And in the Greek, that word is hupomona. And one of the first things, if you look at the definition, and it's a, one of my slides, it says there that endurance is the capacity to bear up in the face of adversity. Anybody going through some adverse situations right now, or maybe this week, or maybe two weeks ago, nobody in this place. My goodness, very, you're a very spiritual group of people, I must say. Anybody here facing some real things out there, wave your hand at me. So endurance is the capacity to be able to look at that storm, look at that problem, amen, and you have the ability to persist and to go through it. We can sometimes talk about Endurance when it comes to an airplane. Endurance is the staying power of an aircraft in flight. It's the staying power. Now, if you think of a C-17 cargo plane that uh, has a maximum takeoff weight, 
of 265,352 kilograms. Or let's just round off and say 266,000 kilograms. Pastor Danny, that's a lot of weight. And the, uh, the cargo load, of that, the cargo load is about 70, about 70. And then that plane sitting high up in the sky and going through some adverse condition. Endurance is that airplane's staying power to stay flying in the air, right? Or we could look at it in the sports arena and we could maybe talk about CrossFit. I don't know why I'm talking about CrossFit. But anyways, we can look at CrossFit athletes and that would be the conditioning and time a person can exert energy and then maintain that level of intensity during a CrossFit workout. So we could say that then endurance is the measure of persistence and stamina. And I might be talking about physical stuff here, but we can apply this to the spiritual, right? So we can talk about spiritual persistence and having a spiritual stamina. Can I get an amen? We can take it a step further and say that endurance is the resolve, that I am resolute. I have resolved the fact that I am going to press forward, not backward, not from one side to the other side, but I resolve to press forward in a highly stressful condition working for a negative end result. What? Working for a what? A positive end result. Hallelujah. I want to remind you, family, that we are not in a 100-meter sprint. At school, I was never good at 100 meters because of these very long legs that I have. But I was good at long distance. Amen. And as believers, we are running a long race. Hallelujah. Bump your neighbor and tell them, I'm in it for the long haul. Come on, it's not 100 meters. I'm not here today and gone tomorrow. Can I get an amen? Look at somebody and tell them I'm here for a while. And, and if I finish my, my life on earth, you're going you're gonna to get me in heaven. You're going to get me in. I'm going to get you in heaven as well. So we're in it for, the, for eternity, actually. This is like a fight. How many of you know that fights have rounds? It's not a one-round fight. Many rounds to this fight. And for a long-distance run, you need endurance and to be able to get to round 20 and round 50 in the battle, you need endurance. Hallelujah. So endurance gives me the staying power to stay on course and to continue in the purposes of God and come to the end of it as a winner, as a victor, and as a conqueror. Hallelujah. I want to finish my race like a winner. Come on, VJ. I want, to, I want to finish my race like a winner, like a conqueror, triumphant, like an overcomer. That's what Paul said in, in 2 Timothy 4 and 7, the Passion uh, Translation. He said, I have fought an excellent fight, man. Hallelujah. Any fighters in this place? Come on, I know some of you, I know Heinz is, but any, any fighters in this place? I'm not talking about, you know, you have seen all I'm talking about. Spiritually, you know how to fight. I have finished my full course, and I have kept my heart full of faith. I've kept my heart full of what? Full of what? Full of faith. So we need to understand that because of what Jesus did on the cross, 
all of God's power is available to me and you. And we have the spirit of faith, which gives us the fortitude to face all kinds of hardships. And I can hear people saying, oh, but Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been facing. You don't know. Listen, the fact that you're a believer doesn't mean that you are problem-free. Coming to Christ doesn't remove every problem and every trial and every hardship and every... It just means that you've got somebody bigger than you, bigger than your problem, bigger than your giant, bigger than your mountain that's fighting for you and carrying you through those moments. Hallelujah. So endurance is a sustaining power that carries you through to the other side and gets you through to the other side. See, like I've said before, God never saved you and delivered you and anointed you and washed you in his precious blood to bring you in this point of your life that you have walked for so long and so now he's going to drop you and now he's going to abandon you and now he's going to forsake you. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You better look at somebody and tell them, I've come too far to quit right now. I've come too far to quit right now. Come on, look at somebody and tell them, I've come too far to quit right now. I want to encourage you in this place. Hallelujah. Do you know that endurance was, was one of the noticeable characteristics of the early church? And yet amazingly, the early church didn't have half of what we have today. And yet when you look at them, they were resilient. They were steadfast. They knew how to endure, especially during tough times. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things about endurance that I want you to know is that the ability to endure is not an automatic deposit. Guys, I wish it was. But it is not an automatic deposit. Instead, endurance is a process and is actually cultivated. Look at what the Apostle James says in James chapter 1, verse 2, New Living Translations. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come, run. Find the deepest, darkest cave and stay there for about three and a half years. Afterwards, you may uh, put a white flag out to see if anybody will see that flag. Is that what it says there? When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity. Huh? I've lost my place. What does it say? I can't hear you. Consider it an opportunity for what? I can't hear you in this place. For what? Uh uh, I can't hear you. Great joy. I'm, I'm shouting so the people at home can hear me. When trials and troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why would he say that? Well, verse 3 tells us for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. That's why I said it's not an automatic deposit. It's a process and it's cultivated. And when those troubles and trials come, that is your faith being tested and your endurance has the opportunity to grow. The Passion Translation says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs.
is our power. What are we talking about this month? Unstoppable power. Hallelujah. When that problem comes, when that trial comes, hallelujah, your faith is stirring up the unstoppable power of God within you that enables you to endure all things. Some things, a few things, it, it gives you the, the power to what? To endure all things, all things. And I'm going to make two very important statements which I think are vital if you can grasp this, I think it'll really help you. And the first is this, that God tests our faith to bring the best out of us. Whereas the devil will tempt us. And if we fall into that temptation, it usually brings the worst out in us. So God tests me to bring the best out of me. Hallelujah. So when that test comes, don't be sad and morbid and take it out on your wife or your husband and kick the cat and, I don't know, do all kinds of crazy things. Look at that test as, as a way for God to bring out the best in you. Can you say amen? You say, well, pastor, what's the difference between God's testing me and the devil's test uh, tempting me? Well, the difference is this temptation is the pressure that comes upon you to give into an ungodly influence that will take you away from God and then eventually cause you to sin. And actually, when that temptation comes, that's not actually the sin. To be tempted is not sinful. It's when we give in and yield to that temptation that it causes us to sin. And that temptation can come from various places. It can come from our own sinful desires on the inside of us. That's what James 1 verse 4 to 5 tells us. It can even come from people that we hang around with. That's why it's important to know who you're hanging around with. Show me your friends and I'll tell you all about you. Or it can come from Satan himself. That's what he did with Adam and Eve. That's what he did with Job. Even Jesus, when he was in that wilderness, Satan himself appeared and tempted him. Or it can come from just if we're hanging out in the world and we are you know, bringing in the opinions and thoughts and we're allowing the philosophy of this world to wash over us, that can bring temptation. The love of money can even tempt us. Power can tempt us. Lust can tempt us. Even pride. All of these are sources of temptation. Testing, on the other hand, when God tests us, it comes from God, and it's designed to help you in your dependence on God. In other words, that test comes, and it's God's way of saying, I need you to rely more on me. I need you to put your trust more in me. So, and in that test, it's, it usually brings you closer to God in that test. Can you say amen? A test is a God-given opportunity to prove how real your relationship is with God. When that test comes, brother, I mean, you can shout hallelujah, lift your hands in church. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. And sometimes that's how we are in church. But when that test comes, can you still say praise the Lord? Can you still say God is good? 
So that God-given test or that test is a God-given opportunity to prove how real and authentic your relationship is with God. How real is my trust in Him when I'm going through a difficult moment? How real is my faith in Him and His Word? Am I able to honor God whilst I'm going through that adversity? Or is it just when I'm promoted that I'm praising God? Is it just when the blessings come that I'm happy and I'm shouting His praises? How steadfast and immovable are my convictions, even when that storm is blowing, even when the storm of COVID is blowing. How real is my love for him? Hallelujah. This is what I want to tell every person here today, because I know we all face trials. It comes to every single human being, but here's what I want to just tell you today, even there at home. With every trial, you and I have the choice to either respond or react. We have the choice. Look at somebody and tell them with every trial, lift your voices a little bit, with every trial, you have the choice to either respond or to react. And how you respond determines, how you respond, not react, how you respond determines how much endurance is developed on the inside of you, how you respond. I have found that it takes a whole lot more faith to respond than to react. Anybody discover that? Why? Because when you react, it's just purely emotional, and it's largely driven by the flesh. Whereas when you respond, it is actually heart-driven. And it's of the Spirit, and when you respond, it allows you to lean into your faith that is in God and that is in His Word. Every reaction that I've had to a problem never took the problem away. Did you find that out? Did you find, when you reacted, was the problem still there? The problem was there. I mean, you blew a fuse, you threw your toys out the cot, Smoke came out of your ears, your nose, your eyes turned red. And when you looked again, the problem was still there. If anything, that problem made me look, or that my reaction made me look like a fool. And it weakened my faith and it stained my character. But when we respond, praise God, we allow God to work His work in us. And it builds and adds to our faith. And I don't know, but by God's supernatural power and ability, somehow, I don't know, don't, I, I don't have the formula for it. I don't have the equation for it. But I know that when my trust is in Him and I'm leaning on in Him, somehow, by God's supernatural miracle-working power, He takes me to the other side. Bump your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're going to the other side. See, here's what I want to tell you. No storm lasts forever. Did you hear what I said? No storm lasts forever. No problem is there forever. And this COVID thing is longer here than, when, than we expected, right? It's, it should have been over a long time ago, but it's going on. Longer than we expected. But I want to tell you that it too and all the problems it caused must soon pass. 
What did God tell Moses as the people were crossing the Red Sea? He said, lift your voice, Moses. Tell the people, the Egyptians that they see today, they will not see again tomorrow. Hallelujah. I don't know. I feel like telling some people here in this place, the problems you saw yesterday, the problems you had last week, the problems that started with you at the beginning of this year, even though you might see them yesterday, you will not see them tomorrow in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Why? Because every problem is short-lived. And if it is dealt with and responded in the right way and overcome, you know what? It'll give you a lifetime of blessing. It'll be a great benefit to you. You say, you, you're crazy. No, I'm just telling you the word. Most of the greatest things ever accomplished in the world have been accomplished by people who faced, who faced difficult times, were faced difficult trials, but they kept on trying. They kept on doing even when there seemed to be no hope at all. Why? Because they had endurance. They had what? They had what? They had endurance. And they relied on the unstoppable power of God, which gave them all endurance. And because of that, they were good to go. Touch three people right now and tell them, because of God's unstoppable power, I have all the endurance... I have all the endurance, and I'm good to go. Would you stand to your feet for just a moment? I want us to sing the song right now. Hey, come on. Thank you.
this giving you the power to endure, and you're going to go. Come on, look at somebody else. Come on. How many of you are good to go this morning? Up your neighbor and say, I'm good to go. Hallelujah. I feel God's unstoppable power. Hallelujah. Listen, challenges make life interesting. What would your life be if there were no trials, no adversities, nobody talking bad about you at work? Challenges make life interesting. Overcoming them is what make life meaningful. Hallelujah. Gives meaning to your life. You say, Pastor John, what do I do when I'm facing a trial? Four things quickly. Number one, remind yourself about the why. Why do you do what you're doing? Remind yourself about the calling. Remind yourself about the mandate upon your life. Remind yourself. Rehearse the vision. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, rehearse the vision. Know why it is that you are doing what you're doing. Know the why. Number two, focus on the journey. Focus on the journey. We're all, we're all in a journey, man. And with the journey, the way that we can focus on the journey is with our eyes on who? On Jesus. And our faith fixed and anchored in Him. And when your eyes are on Jesus and your faith is in His Word and in Him, you can only but enjoy the ride. Bump your neighbor and say, neighbor, come on, man, enjoy the ride. You're on a journey. What's the thing about a journey? Every journey has a destination. So in that trial, in that adversity, God's taking you somewhere. And I'm here to tell you it's somewhere bigger, somewhere better. And when you come up out of the other side of that thing, you're going to be a whole lot bigger, better, and stronger in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Number three, get rid of every naysayer. And that includes every toxic person. I mean, listen, if you hang around a skunk long enough, what's going to happen? You're going to smell like that skunk. If you hang around people that are toxic, toxic people produce toxic people. Can I get an amen or something? Job's supposed friend, three of them came and they were supposed to give him counsel. They were there. They were supposed to encourage him. They were supposed to edify him. Instead, they were actually toxic. They 
condemned him and ridiculed him and mocked him. And it took a younger guy, no offense on the older folks, but a younger guy who lacked all the wisdom and actually put everybody in their place. It took a younger guy to silence all the naysayers. I don't care if it's young, old, tall, short, bald, moustache, no moustache. Get rid of all the naysayers. Can I get a better amen? Get around people who will speak life to you. And even if they got it corrected, don't be high and mighty that you can't take correction. And you're unteachable because you've been serving God for the last 78 and three quarters of a year. It doesn't matter how long you've been serving God. Everybody is teachable. I'm learning every day. Hallelujah. And I want to get around people that can speak life to me, that can help me, that can encourage me, that can sharpen me in my faith and get more of Jesus on the inside of you. Don't get around people who take Jesus out of you because of their toxicness and their poison. Can I get an amen? Number four, the fourth thing, last thing, endurance is the cousin of faith. Endurance is the cousin of faith. And faith never, ever, faith never, ever, I said faith never, ever gives up. If you feed your faith and keep feeding your faith, what happens? You will starve your doubts and quitting will never be an option. Albert Einstein, who was considered the greatest genius of the 20th century, listen to what he said. He said, I think and I think for months, for years, 99 of the times the conclusion is false. But then, the hundredth time, I'm right. What was he saying? He said, I'm, I'm going to keep on trying because quitting is not an option. I'm not a quitter. Look at somebody right now and tell them, I am not a quitter. I'm good to go. God's unstoppable power is available to me, flowing through me, helping me, guiding me, and I'm good to go in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Never, never, ever give up on the dreams of your heart. Never give up on the prayers that you have prayed. Never, ever give up on the promise that you receive from God's Word. And family, never, ever, ever give up on the God in whom you have believed in. Can you say amen? Stand up to your feet this morning. Father, I want to thank you for your word that's come to us. And I declare over this place and over every home, we're not quitters. Uh-uh. We're not going to give up. I thank you for the spirit of faith. And we know that endurance is the cousin of faith. And faith never gives up. And today I take authority where there's been discouragement and disappointment. And where there's those that maybe have lost and those who are maybe have thrown in a towel and they're getting ready to throw another towel and a blanket maybe and some other things in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the spirit of faith that has risen up in the hearts of men and women in this place and everyone watching at home. I declare that your word shall bring forth the fruit of a victorious person. I thank you for unstoppable power that is working in us every single day. That power available to endure 
no matter what storm we're going through, no matter what adversity, no matter what situation, that Lord, every test that comes our way is gonna cause us to lean more in you and allow you to work your work in us. And somehow by the supernatural miracle working power of God, we're gonna get to the other side in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, would you look at two or three people right now and tell them, I don't know how to tell you, but you're gonna get through to the other side. You might have to speak Chinese. You might have to speak, I don't know, vendor. You might have to speak a bit of causa. I, I, don't, I don't know, but convey it to them in some language. Communicate the facts that you have unstoppable power working on the inside of you and that you have the ability to persist. You have a spiritual stamina in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. God has given me the power to endure and I'm good to go. Can we do that one more time? I'm good to go. I'm good to go. God has given me the power to endure and I'm good to go. One more time. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Yeah. God has given me the power and I'm good and I'm good to go. God has given me the power to endure and I'm good to go. Come on, one more time. God has given me the power. every eye closed quickly. Those of you today, you say, Pastor, I need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. Things have, I've let slip in my life right now. I have no peace with God. And I want to say, friend, you can come back in Jesus' name. I want everybody here, online, wherever you might be to pray this prayer. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, all of my sin, and I ask you for forgiveness. Thank you for your blood that cleanses me and washes me. And right now, with my heart, I believe, with my mouth, I confess that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins, and I'll never be the same. Right now, this very moment, I receive unstoppable power and the ability to endure. And because of that, I'm good to go in Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy your afternoon. And remember, you're good to go. All right. God bless all of you watching online. I know.